Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 81 of the Magic Beans podcast. My name is Cracker, and I am joined by my good mate, Chewy. How you doing? I'm well, mate. How are you? Very well. Better than our other friend, Shorty, who had trees fall somehow all around his property, but not actually on his house or cars or anything. But uh, he is lacking power. Yeah. I- Polywaffle's the only bean that's got power, but uh, yeah, the, there's no electricity <laughs> at uh, at Shorty's house. So yeah, we had some pretty insane winds uh, over the last couple of days. Yeah, uh, I've just had a deck built, uh, as as you know, at mm-hmm. at my place, and all of my decking furniture is all at one end of the deck. <laughs> like it just blew over, and yeah, I've got um, some young trees that are just. You know, I'm gonna have to dig up, dig them up, and start again. Unfortunately, it was uh, pretty hectic. A lot of damage. A lot of people without power, and will be for a few days. So, uh, yeah, thinking of everybody who uh, is in that situation, and uh, yeah, I hope everybody is safe and well, and uh, the power is restored very soon. Yeah, absolutely, because they need to be listening to the podcast, right? Well, yeah, uh, exactly right. Charge, exactly. charge at, their phone. How else least, are they going to- At least keep your phone charged, people. Yeah. Correct. How else are they going to get our wonderful voices into their ear holes? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's not like we can go to them. We can't go more than 25Ks from home, right? Well, that's right. Yeah, I suppose it's still the restriction, but we're only a few more hours in lockdown here, which is actually not changing all that much, really. Yeah, the kids go back to school tomorrow. That's, that's pretty. That's good. true. Yeah, that's yeah, a big that'll, change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'll be nice. <laughs> yeah. It'll be so quiet in my house. I know. Yeah. Well, I've got the yeah. day off as well. Um, I was planning on going for uh, a bit of a hike this weekend that I uh-huh. booked pre the lockdown announcement. So, yep. took the day off for that. Uh, so, uh, maybe I'll. You know, try to grind my way through platinum on arena instead. We'll see how right. we go. Yeah. There you go, magic. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Well, oh, that's 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 the thing we're here to talk about. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. And there's uh, there was a big tournament on the weekend. There was, there was. So we've got a few things to talk about. Uh, mostly about the big tournament, ban restricted announcement, and a new secret layer announcement. But as always, before we jump into those things. Could you tell us about our wonderful sponsors? I can. I can. Uh, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They take amazing care of the beans, uh, which allows us to take great care of our little community with our events, our tournament series, and all the rest of it. So please support Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar by jumping onto their Facebook page, just search up Josh and Pat's on Facebook or uh, Shorty will trouble you. No, Cracker. We'll put the link in the description. I get to play the mini game of oh, no. putting all the links in the description with you now. Oh, this is amazing. Uh, so the link will be in the description. Uh, jump um, onto Facebook. Give Josh and Pat's a like. Bid on some auctions. Uh, when you pick up a bargain and their full-time auctioneer contacts you to uh, get your things shipped out to you very promptly, just mention that the beans sent you and uh, they'll continue looking after us, which will let us look after you. Yep. Quid pro quo? Is that the exactly. right Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One of yeah. those things. Yeah. Symbiosis. Yeah. Synergy. Exactly. Synergy. Magic place yeah. like synergy. Synergy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, found, I got all, there in the it's, end. It's just value, right? Yeah, it's so good. It is so, oh. so good. So, yeah. Okay. Love those guys. Support them. Yeah. They're fantastic. I saw that um, Stu had quite the haul. He posted a picture of today in our Discord of- of all the stuff that he had, had come some, in over the last day. He had some pretty cards as well. He did. Yeah. He did. Had some very nice ones. Excellent. Well done. Okay. So, we're going to talk about the Strix Haven Championship, uh, which is the new name for the premier events of Magic that are played on Arena. So, this yeah. was a- Pro Tour, Mystic Championship, Player Tour, yeah. whatever they were called. Exactly. Yeah. They've, it's gone through a number of different names and iterations in the last couple of years. It was a PT for a long time, um, but they've gone to naming it to their current set and their championship. So, you'll, you'll see, what, four of these a year, and then there'll be some other ones as well that happen out throughout the year. But these, these are kind of like the, the top of the line. This is your MPL and the Challengers- or the Rivals League, I guess it is, for the next 12 months that yeah. they exist. And then all and, of the rest of the world qualifiers. that are qualified through the various means, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yep. there's usually some magic, line, magic online paths. There's some arena paths as well. So, yep. But super high-level play. This is kind of the best you're going to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. And did you watch any of it? 
I watched a little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't didn't catch any of it over the weekend, but uh uh having fully intended to catch up on on replays and what have you, but uh work's been kind of kicking my butt lately, so mm. haven't uh haven't a chance to sit down and do that so much, but uh keen to, keen to and yeah, keen to see what decks were played. Well, lots of the same. Oh, really? Super, yeah. super diverse format. So, what, what oh, were the yeah. formats? So, there was a, a standard there, and a historic portion, yes, there was. right? Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, so I guess look, we've we've got the top eight. We're not going to run through kind of all the deck lists. There were you know a bunch of different interesting ones that you saw some coverage of. You know, Wizards always tries to do a job of highlighting things so that it doesn't seem like everything is all the same, even though. Everything is kind of all the same. There's there's a bit of variance, particularly in standard. Um, when it came to historic, it was a little harder. It seemed like the the pros were testing together again, which is always cool. So you know, there's not sort of like the team CFB anymore. There's not that team ultra pro that you used to see. But a lot of those same people are working together and and you know putting their minds towards coming up with the best decks. So there was a lot of consensus reached. And look, Historic is, you know, been super powered up recently, so. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Mystical Archive did a lot for that format as in yes, terms of did. power. Well, a lot for that format in terms of power, whether it did a lot for that format in terms of enjoyability and playability will be something that's subjective, uh, I think. But, uh, you know, some people will be absolutely loving it, others Maybe we'll be playing more standard. I'm not sure. But uh, the top eight is stacked. Stacked, yes. Like you said, you know, as you said, there's a uh, an array of, of the best players in the world and we certainly saw the cream rise to the top. Like world champions in Seth Manfield, Logan Nettles mm-hmm. has been around forever, La- Raph Levy is a Hall of Famer. Uh, Matt Sperling uh, just keeps putting up results, like one of the old men of uh, the Magic community and just, like, feels like he has, like, a top eight every other year. Like, he top eighted with Affinity in yep. um, Modern not so long ago. And, of course, Sam Pardee and a couple of other names that, you know, maybe less familiar, but absolutely, like, congratulations to David Inglis, John Girardeau, and uh, Matt Kuisma from... Well, I'm not even sure what that Uh-oh. little picture of a flag. I was going to say you, Greece, but then I realised it's not Greece. It's uh, Finland, isn't it? Finland, I believe. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I pulled myself up there before I made a terrible mistake uh, and offended anybody. But uh, I just saw blue and white and assumed Greek. But uh, It's close. They've got it's white and stripes and blue yeah, and the, things. Yeah, yeah. Like we're, it, yeah we're, we're good at flags. We know what we're doing. Yeah. Oh, look, people, people get us and the Kiwis mixed up all the time. And there's not a lot of difference between their flag, our flags and, their, and theirs, but yeah, so easy to do. Uh, but, uh, absolutely stacked top eight. And, uh, the, you watched a bit of the coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it, was the top eight standard or historic? It was historic. It was historic. Okay. So they, they ground their way through the field. Uh, sort of two days of alternating between standard and historic, and then uh, jammed the uh, the more powerful format. Put that on display uh, for the uh, for the viewers, uh, which is which is a, a great idea. Uh, but uh, yeah, like you said, there was a lot of the same. But should we talk about the standard decks that were played first? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll get to some of the yeah some of the other stuff. So I mean. Let's just run, run down the page here, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, John Girado, uh, I, I'm probably completely butchering his name, but uh, I didn't say Giradot, uh, so I, th- I think I did okay. Uh, what do we got here? Team Adventures. Like, yep. absolutely just mainstay of the standard metagame, but Coma, Cosmos Serpent, added to the top end. So... I am not. This one looks a little different to me because yeah. you've I'm got. Not, I'm not seeing Goldspan l- Dragon here. And no, you've got Lanamar Visionary in there, a couple yeah. of Comas, and then a couple of Lucas. Well, a full complement of Lucas, right? That's true. Yeah. yeah. Main deck, a Crone War, uh, four Counter Spells, main deck in Disdainful Stroke and Mystical Dispute. Uh, so, you know, that bit of interaction in game one. And, you know, all the usual. Uh, suspects in 
uh, Love Struck Beast, Bone Crush Giant, Brazen Borrower, Edgewell Innkeeper. But then, yeah, this whole like going bigger value engine with, with Luca. So I, I, I like what's happening here. This feels, I don't know the story behind this deck, but either John's a genius, a madman, or, uh, this is a result of uh, a really good testing team. Uh, I don't know which one it is. Uh, I hope it, I, I want to say he's a madman and he's pulled it off. Like, cause that's, that's a better storyline, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you, you've got things like your, you know, Edgewell Innkeeper or, or Lenoa Visionary, and then you can, uh, Luca to, you know, polymorph them into something, right? Um, so you've just got this like value upgrade engine. Uh, so it's, it's pretty cool. Like I, I, I like well, it. So you're, you're always going to hit. So as long as you don't Luca and Edgewell Innkeeper, you're always going to hit Coma, right? Cause yeah. all the rest of the creatures are three. Yes. Yeah. So um, yeah, you do your visionary or, uh, is the, the best one, uh, cause you've already got the value on the way in, but all of your, uh, adventure creatures, do something on the adventure side and, and then mm-hmm. come back and then give you value. So, and with, you know, Brazen Borrower having Flash, that's pretty good as well. And yeah, Coma can win you games of magic. Absolutely. Coma's been doing that since uh, it was printed. So really interesting. And I like the two main deck, uh, the Akron War as well. Uh, it does a uh, does some good things in the meta. I don't know if it's exactly what he wanted for the top eight but was probably very good for the uh the broader tournament uh with all of the other uh you know adventures decks and and things that were bound to be running around so uh i think that's a pretty good call so i like it yeah absolutely it it seems particularly good against um you know like mono green and some of those things that can run around and it's it's uh effectively a wrath that you can you know just on on a delay yeah, which, exactly is pretty, right. which is pretty handy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, it'll kill a bunch of your stuff, but you can give um, Coma Indestructible. That's one of its abilities if you sacrifice another serpent. Yep. So, yeah, you, you can certainly, you know, play around and then, hey, if you wipe their board and you've got a 6-6 six, six who's spitting out three threes. Yeah. <laughs> every uh, upkeep, that seems pretty good to me. And you also just get the play pattern of, you know, uh, Bone Crusher or Brazen Borrow your thing early. Yeah, Steal you just- your thing with a Crown War, play Luca, turn it into a coma, mm-hmm. you know, on, on turn five. That, that's also a thing this deck can do. So, uh, don't mind that. You know, that all sounds like, you know, good things. So, uh, I like it. The sideboard's got a lot of answers, red cap melees and, uh, some counter spells and, uh, gold span dragon in the board in this deck. Uh, so you can just go to a, you know, normal teamer adventures deck. So, like this deck's backup plan is to just be the best deck in standard? Question mark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Like best deck, interesting question. But it's certainly good. It you know it looks like it can pivot a couple of different ways, which is yeah. always a, a nice um, setup to have access to. Yeah, I like it. Uh, what's next? Uh, we've got a couple of David Inglis. Yeah. So there's. It's on Jeskai, Jeskai Mutate. Mutate. Take us through this because mm. this is cool. There's a couple of versions of this in the uh, in the top eight. I'm um, just doing a quick count. There's at least one other. There is, yeah. So yeah. I mean, this is this is really it's 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 kind of a spell slinger deck. So it's you know it's called Jeskai. I'm looking for the white cards. Vadrock. Right. Uh, so Vadrock it's actually it's actually it's not because you're yeah. mostly going to mutate <laughs> Vadrock anyway, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It so doesn't yeah, play any basic planes. Let's put it that way. But it's got some no. pathways and, and triumphs. But Ew. yeah, planes. Uh, <laughs> Nobody plays basic planes. I mean, not in my world. It's got gold full set of Goldspad dragons. Yep. It's got four Vadrocks, Apex of Thunder. Uh, which is the Jeskai colors, because uh, I don't know if everyone remembers all the weird mutate creatures. It's been a while since um, Akoria came out, man. Yeah, so- and because they there's really cool cards like this, but they were competing with the uh, 
the cards from, you know, all the adventure cards and stuff. So they probably didn't get really a chance to shine, but they are here. They're getting their moment, which I think is a great thing. So yeah, that's cool. So what does Vadrock actually do when? The- so, so it is Jeskai Keller. So it is blue, red, white. Mm-hmm. It's a legendary creature, elemental dinosaur cat, because they have the coolest creature types ever. It's a mutate creature. It- that makes sense. It- it is. It's a 3-3 three, three with flying first strike, and whenever this creature mutates, you may cast a target non-creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. Hence okay. the spell slinger part. So, there's a lot of instances. Prismari Command, Fire Prophecy, Essence Scatter, Dragonfires, Unsubstantiates, Negates, Spikefield Hazards. So, it's playing, you know, a bunch of tempo. Expressive Iteration is one of the new cards in this, and I really like this card. Uh, it's blue and red for a sorcery. It says, look at the top three cards of your library, put one of them into your hand or one of them on the bottom of your library, and then exile one of them. You may play the exiled card this turn. It, this is a very Sweet. good divination. Yeah. It's it's excellent. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I really, really like it. Um, and there's Lordracus as well. Mm-hmm. So similar effect to uh, Vadrock. Uh, it's, so it's a uh, red... Blue and one for a two three lizard beasts mutate uh, blue red hybrid times two. Uh, whenever this creature mutates, return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. So you're getting a whole bunch of uh, rebuys on all of your spells and things like uh, Prismari Command and uh, Seize the Spoils, which yeah. is. Uh, Two and a red for a sorcery, uh, as additional cost to cast this spell, discard a card, and then draw two cards to create a treasure token. So you can put stuff into the graveyard, uh, you know, something like a Scorching Dragonfire, Sejiri Shelter, uh, that you, you know, may not need right now, but you want access to. And you can, uh, yeah, just rebuy it with one of your, uh, one of your mutate creatures. So, and if you're putting all that on a, you know, Goldspan Dragon or, or something like that, the, creating a lot of treasure tokens. So you've got a, a huge mana advantage in this deck. And so it's very snowball-y. And, uh, yes, yeah, two copies made it to the top eight. So pretty great. And, yeah. yeah, the sideboard looks great as well. Everybody's got three copies of Red Cat Melee. <laughs> uh, if, if you've got red mana, play Red Cat Melee in your sideboard. But Maze Mind Tomes for the longer matchups. Brand. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Uh, Cinderclasm for small creatures, Phoenix of Ash uh, for, you know, rogues or whatever. And uh, yeah, there's a, a single copy of Light of Hope, which is, uh, you know, destroy target enchantment. Uh, and, uh, you know, or just value. That's a good card to have in your graveyard to, to buy back because, you know, it's modal. So yeah, there's. Uh, this is a cool deck. This just just looks like a lot of fun to me. Like you you are trying to sort of I mean, ramp out a goldspan dragon. Like that's your primary win condition, I would say. Uh, I mean, Vadrock will get there, but it's only a three three, so it's not the quickest clock ever. And you're really just looking to kind of tempo your opponent out with a bunch of interaction. You know, you've got a bunch of bounce spells and counter spells, like four and substantiate. Like mm. that's not a card that's seen much play. No, no. And it's it's interesting because it says return target spell or creature to its owner's hand. So if you've never had someone return a spell on the stack, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty great. It's remand without the card draw, right? You just yeah, put, absolutely. Yeah, you, you, you can just have this one back. You can have it next turn. So it's really just a, a tempo style deck, which I mean, I love that kind of deck. So. Well, if someone tries to uh, hard cast their coma on six, uh, yep. which says can't be counted, this does. Get around to that. You're, Get you're not countering it. it. Not countering it. You're just returning the spell to the hand. Yeah, so exactly. Uh, it buys you the turn, which just might be all you need for your Goldspan Dragon to finish the job, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I like it. Uh, this deck's sweet. Uh, and two copies in, in into the top eight, which is pretty great as well. Yeah. So. The the actual, the next person who is on the list is Matty Kuisma, I think we decided it might be. That's and he was, on, he, he was on Jessica Mutate as well. Looks like- the same list. Pretty sure it's the same seventy-five. It, it's at least or, seventy, or very, very close. Yes, yeah. Um. So yeah, very. Different. Not much more to say about that. No, no, it's a cool deck. I uh, inspired to maybe try that out. Maybe that's what I'll do with my day off tomorrow. Raph Levy 
I, uh, you know, new kid on the block. I hope they do well in in their magic career, right? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about Raf Levy, who missed his first ever PT because his kid was born and he had to attend the birth, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah he's, okay. the, he qualified for a PT like forever ago and just has never missed out. Hall of Famer, you know, probably underrated uh, in some of the. It's because he's around. French. He, you know, like he doesn't get yeah. all of the airtime that a lot of the US players do. But yeah, yeah, man. that's right. But like Raph Levy and Gabe Nassif are like absolute stalwarts. Top, of, top 20 like, best ever, right? Like oh, there's yeah. no argument there. It's just how high up that list they, they might be. But um, sure. yeah, just there, you know, and just another top eight, um, another feather in his cap. Um, and doing Raph Levy things with just like, so you said that Gabe Nassif. Gabe Nassif and Raph Levy are, you know, opposite. They're like enemy colours really on the colour pie, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, they've been just yeah, going about it in different ways. So getting aggressive with Gruel Adventures. So Lovestruck Beast, four copies of Magda, uh, Goldspan mm-hmm. Dragon, Innkeeper, Rimrock Knight, Bonecrusher Giant, and Jespirus Sentinel for the Mana Ramp. Some you know, a Garrick, uh, Mad Song. Treachery, I was going to say, song he, he's got some spicy ones in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, Garrick Unleashed, which has seen, again, almost no play. Yeah. It, in the, like, first two weeks, it was kind of everywhere. And then just completely ghosted, just disappeared. But, uh, yeah, it's got uh, uh, Song Mad Treachery, which is, you know, gain control of target creature and... Uh, you know, it's a threaten effectively, uh, but mm-hmm. it's also a land. So one of yep. the modal double face cards. Uh, so it doesn't really cost you too much to have that. Uh, three copies of, uh, Asika's Chariot to go with the Embercleave. So it's got some, you know, it can go big as well. Uh, Kazul's Fury and a cheeky copy of Snakeskin Veil in the Yeah, main. you gotta love it. Well, open deck lists, uh, I'm imagining. Uh, so. Yes. Playing those, yeah, those one-offs and just keeping a green mana up and, you know, giving your opponent that virtual wink because this was all played on Arena, of course. But, um, yeah, so I, I like it. Um, something that is a really, really interesting in this deck is the, uh, the mana base. So it plays four of the blue-red pathway and one... Hall of Oracles, which is not a card I thought uh, I would see in a, the top I actually eight. forgot this existed. Yeah. <laughs> so, Taps for Colorless, you can filter a mana to make a mana of any color, and you can tap it to put a plus one counter on target creature, and you can only activate this as a sorcery, uh, and if you cast an instant or sorcery this turn. So, very, very restrictive, but uh, Raph put that in. But, yeah, so... Four copies but, of the red-blue pathway, four copies of the blue-green pathway. What does he need blue mana for, Chewing? Tell well, Disdainful Stroke is, yeah. in, is in the sideboard. So, um, you know, it, there is... So, he's got, what, nine um, red yeah, sources? Yeah, nine blue sources. Yeah, nine blue sources for two sideboard Disdainful Stroke. But it actually just doesn't cost him anything because they're just... Forests. They're forests 90% of the time. Forests and mountains, yeah. So it's, uh, so when, when Raf needs disdainful stroke against, you know, I don't know, some giant seven mana sorcery or something, uh, or a, uh, goldspan dragon or whatever it may Mm -hmm. be, you know, you can get him. So, and again, allows Raf to play some games within the games here. If he, puts the Riverglide pathway blue side up and just represents Disdainful Stroke, his opponent has to play around it. And Raph might not have it in, in games two and three, right? So just the same thing as Snakeskin Veil, just leaving a green up because of open deck lists. He can do that same sort of thing with Disdainful Stroke as well. So a little bit of gaming within the game. And I, I love that. I, you know, I, I hope I hope he was able to get him a few times over the course of the weekend. So I, I really like the fact that he's got a single copy of Mythos of Vadrock and he can pay the full, like, Jeskai colors for it. So yeah. it's two red, red sorcery. Mythos deals five damage 
divided as you choose among any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers. If blue-white was spent, so blue-white, red-red, to cast a spell, until your next turn those permanents can't attack or block and the activated abilities can't be activated. So, because he's got that single copy of Hall of Oracles, it actually gives him a white mana source. So, I like the fact that you can- Oh, and also the um, Jaspera Sentinels, sorry. Yes, of course. You can also oh, yeah. tap those yep. to add mana of any color. So, he can really- He's got, like, effectively five white sources just chilling there. And, you know, if that comes through, because, like, a- um, What, a halter effect- Yep. Is, is one of the really old cards where, you, you know, you, your opponent's creatures can't block this turn. Is exactly what you need sometimes with this deck. You just want to be able to Get swing those bits of damage all. through. Yeah. Well, what this, um what Mythos also does is just lets you win the race. And I'm going way, way back uh, with, uh, you know, interviews with pro players like 10, 12 years ago. And um, I remember reading an article with Raphael. He would always... He'll always attack with his grizzly bear and he's happy to trade damage in the early turns of the game. And this was talking about limited, but he'll, he'll always attack his 2-2 into their 2-2, uh, and bluff that, um, that, uh, you know, pump effect and, and happy to take the two on the crack back because he'll back his play skill and, uh, drafting in to, to win the longer tighter games when the, uh, the life totals are low. So, like bit of confidence and and, yeah. and and such, so bringing that forward all the way into you know constructed and and twenty twenty one, wanting to just trade damage and and let let players you know let them you know build a board and and such you know get some creatures on his side, get some creatures on their side, dealing five to you know kill two maybe three of their things and then just win the race because they're on a, a low life total. He can just attack with everything without any sort of uh, concern that there's a uh, uh, a lethal swing coming back. So I like it. I, I can envision a scenario where you mythos away, you, your opponent's team bash them. They try to win with their goldspan dragon, but you get them with a disdainful stroke. And you just feel really good about <laughs> that's, yourself. That's a lot of mana. Uh, six, six mana in standard. It's not bad. No, no, it's seven because you got to have the the. Oh, I suppose you, or, or you tap one of your creatures because you've got to pay. The oh, extra you don't have to, to filter. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. But, yeah, yeah, se- seven, right. seven anyway. mana. People cast seven mana spells in standard all the that's, time. That's true, yeah, and yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, there are yeah. some seven mana spells. All right, what's uh, uh, what's the next list? Some bloke called Seth Manfield, who apparently is well. Pretty nutty. <laughs> I mean, he's, uh, well, he's champion, a world champion. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he knows how to play magic. Yeah, he he definitely does. Uh, he brought what a lot of people have been saying for a while now is the best pseudo best deck in standard. Is it dragons? And yes, yes, it is. Ba-dum-tch. Yeah, I, I mean, I figured I'd just get it in before you. So yeah, it's, I, uh, I, was, I was leaving it alone. But you know, <laughs> wow, I, I, yeah. was been- it too obvious a pun for you? No, you, you get grumpy at me when I make those really I don't. obvious no, ones. No, 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 so no. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't you get all that. like low voice, like, <laughs> like yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what I do. Yeah. Uh, so, from what I've seen, this looks like a pretty standard sort of list. He's got four Galazeth Prismaris, four Goldspan Dragons, four Bone Crusher Giant, four Brazen Borrowers. They are all cards in standard. You are correct. They are all excellent cards in standard. In fact, and then he's taken some turns. Yeah, Algon's Epiphany. Mm-hmm. Um, expressive Iteration showing up again, yep. as you mentioned. Maze Mind Tome. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Way uh, to smooth things out. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that card. Um, and then a lot of interaction as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what what has he got there? Uh, Saw it coming, Frostbite's Dispute. Seven Counterspells. And then, yeah. Uh, I like it. And the Frostbite... Faceless Haven and all of the uh, basics are um, snow. So not going to get the full value out of Frostbite every time, but it's still the best one mana removal spell in standard, right? I mean, shock is still shock, man. Yeah. It's, like, still, it's yeah. not always but you light might as bolt, well play Frostbite over it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Correct. Yep. I like it. Uh, lots of one-ups in the sideboard. Mm. 
uh, one Cinderclasm, Shark Typhoon, the fourth Frosty, uh, one Negate, one Saucy, one Disdainful Stroke. Uh, maybe doing a little bit of what Raph's doing with the uh, the open deck lists, but you know, a lot of these are just like adding an extra effect, adding some redundancy, shoring up matchups rather than being uh, you know any sort of transformation in the sort in the sideboard. So I I like it. Yeah, you've got like just good clean answers in the main for everything anyway. Yeah, like saw it coming, and disdainful stroke will hit most decks. Um, dispute will hit a lot, but like, man, I have sat there with dispute rotting against gruel so many times in my hand and like, it just feels awful. Whereas if you can switch that out for like a fire prophecy or, you know, like a cinderclasm or something that's going to- Frostbite. You know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just Red to do Cat a little Melee more. again. It's probably the sure. most sideboarded card. I'm not sure I have to do those maths, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. So yeah. I, I tell you what, everyone seems to be everyone. I mean, well, everyone's been playing red. <laughs> so most people have had some number of ox in their sideboard. I'm just scrolling through to see if there were any. Looks like the mutate decks didn't have ox. Okay. But all the other ones have had like ox or phoenix for rogues, which is sadly not present no, at all. But I- it's a. It's yeah. done its dash for the moment, which makes me sad. Yeah, I like that I, it's, it's one of those decks that will cycle in and out. Don't don't be discouraged from playing it. It's still going to win you lots of games. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so, unless you play in our league and it doesn't win you any, but that's a whole different thing. Uh, unless you're cue ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. so it was just me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I, right. I, I didn't want to say it. I'm glad you got me there. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Seth Manfield putting out results, cool deck, uh, and then, yeah, kind of the, the deck to beat going into the tournament. So not surprised to see uh, a player with that sort of record playing a deck with that reputation making the top eight. Yeah. Uh, another name that's been around forever is Logan Nettles. And, um, you know, Seth Manfield, world champion, Logan Nettles, four copies of Elite Spellwinder. Paul mm-hmm. Vidal, Domodorosa's World Championship card. Uh, so we've got Naya Adventures, which uh, kind of had a real moment uh, earlier on, you know, earlier on in the year as, you know, this the the top dog, the best deck, uh, or the maybe not the best deck, but the the deck that got a lot of uh, a lot of play in in standard. And uh, Logan sleeved it up. Um, uh, Gigantha. The Wellspring as the companion, because mm-hmm. why not? Uh, I think it's kind of just free here. Pretty much. So, yeah, four Spellbinder, four Bone Crusher, four Innkeeper, two copies of Clarion Spirit, uh, uh, Jaspira Sentinel, uh, three copies of Tangled Florahedron, because why not? Four Giant Killer. Uh, when we look at the other deck lists in, uh, in this top eight with all of the Goldsband Dragons and whatnot, uh, mm-hmm. a There's nice a lot play. of big creatures running around. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Lovestruck Beast and main deck Dranath Magistrate for all of the adventure creatures and the um, ultimatums. So Also the Mutate deck and the, because they were casting the spells for free out of their graveyard. Of course, yeah, that, that works really well. Um, main deck Akron War and, of course, the four copies of uh, Showdown of the Skulls, which is kind of the... That was the main reason people moved to Naya away from Gruul, right? Was the showdown was that just massive. It's so good. It is so good, that card. Yeah. It it seems to have dropped off a little bit, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. But uh, this card will definitely continue to see play. Yeah. It's a very, very good magic card. I I like it. Uh, Ox in the sideboard as well. Uh, Redane. Only one Madcap melee, but we've got three glass caskets, two fire prophecy, which kind of. Fulfill that role, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, a run afoul. Target. Yeah, opponent, man. Sometimes you just need to edict a- that gold span track. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, you know, that's re- when you, the mutate deck kind of goes all in on one thing, right? Yeah. It does. It's just like one green, just kill your giant thing is uh, pretty good. Yep. Um, Seems all right. Yeah. So this deck's pretty sweet. Like, it, it's. I, oh, dude, 
I, I don't know. It's got three <laughs> basic in, planes. Is that what you're no, no, there are there are zero instance and sorceries in, yeah. the, in the in the sixty. It's just like oh, I, uh, I don't fire, know. I fire just, prophecy uh, is a is an instant. But yeah, it's hey, a, hang it, on. no, no, no. In the in the in the main, like oh, in the, in in the, the 60, sixty. Yeah. So yeah, fire prophecy. Yeah. So there are some, like there there are four instants and sorceries in the seventy five. I guess that counts. Yeah. I don't but know. but this is it, one of those decks that just kind of does its thing and yeah, says, just like, "Can I you hope beat my enough. best thing?" Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Uh, and obviously, you know, uh, we got there well enough to make the top eight. So yeah, um, yeah. Well done to Logan Nettles. So, Turns out this bloke is actually cousins with Reed Duke. Well, that's some pedigree, isn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, and then there's a couple of couple of other familiar names on, on the list here as well. Uh, Sam Party, Mono Red. I'm not seeing anything too innovative here. Uh, nope. One main deck, a Crown War. Uh, but, yep. Yeah, Champions, Chargers, Tor Brands. Uh, I mean, Hall Monitor is the like the newest edition, but that's been basically around since Strixhaven dropped. That, yeah. that made its way straight in. Yep, absolutely. Uh, um, Complementing, yeah, you know, it's an extra one drop which turns on your Embercleave. It it you know means that your giant annex can get through for for damage. <laughs> it just yeah, it's a uh, it works well in the deck. I like it. Four Faithless Haven, one Castle Embereth, 19 lands, three Frostbites. Uh, you know, just get him dead, play red, get him dead. Um, yeah. Nothing uh, too much to say there. Ox in the sideboard. This is Matt Sperling, who we yeah mentioned before. Um, he has uh, the lone Saltai deck. Yeah. The previous best deck in standard that everyone hated and wanted banned and and all those things. He's and, uh he's got quite the mix of fun cards here, man. Yeah, well when you play Urion, you know, you get mm-hmm. to play fun cards because you've got to make up the extra, you know, twenty I mean, cards in y- your deck. You know, you you did always get to play eighty cards, I'm just saying. But if you you're, yeah, <laughs> there yeah. there are a lot of enchantments here that are very good to rebuy, so Absolutely. So yeah. uh I actually like the um the mid range creature package that this deck has kind of adopted you know, uh, Quandrix Cultivator does a really good job of blocking um, small creatures as well as ramping. Ramping. So you've got your cultivates and your your cultivator. Surprise, surprise, mm-hmm. does a similar thing. Um, but with Pelucranos and Elder Gargaroth just filling out that sort of smoothing you from the the early game up into the late game, it, it just, they just keep you alive longer. Uh, so well, Pelucranos, yeah, is is great for that as well. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and uh, also you know being able to uh, get it back, escape it if you need to. You know, if it, like gives you something to do with you know against rogues, um, and then you know lots of sorceries, lots of enchantments, lots of instants. Uh, so yeah, I mean, just- it, it is an, uh, an emergent ultimatum deck. Yes, know, is, yeah, is yeah absolutely. Still, so- it's number one plan, so it's still got. You know, like single copies of Vorinclex and Valky, which are your primary targets, along with like Kiora Best the Sea God, which is another fun of. Yeah, so. absolutely. But uh, I, I really like, you know, Binding of the Old Gods is a great card. Oh, um, yeah. The uh, Elspeth's Nightmare is great. And then, you know, Heartless Act Negate, Dispute, Stroke is a, uh, you know, a, a nice little package as well. So just enough interaction, lots of ramp, some sweepers, and. So mid-range creatures to keep you alive or give you another axis, and then just the biggest top end that you can have in Emergent Ultimatum and just lock the game up with uh, with Valky. So yeah, it, right, it, it does feel like this deck was pretty targeted. Like apart from the mono red deck, which obviously goes way underneath. Yeah, everything else has got counter spells in it. Yeah, it does. It does. So, um. I guess well oh, done. That and uh, and the the Gruel Nire Adventures. Sorry. Yeah, well, this is a Gruel deck as well. There's two Embercleave decks in the top eight, so you know. Yeah, but but he's got counter spells in the sideboard. He does, which is just I'm a big fan of that. Just quite it's pretty so, great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, I mean, this this was obviously the big bad of standard for for a long time, and 
you know, just shows that it turns out if you actually, like, you know, change what you put in your deck, you can actually combat things. You don't have to just play it or not play it. Exactly <laughs> like you can, right. You can target Ex- it and you can do other things. There's, there's yeah. lots of different options. So, yeah, the exactly. world didn't end just because, you know, there was a particularly good Sultai deck. But yeah. um, it's, it's cool to see because I actually, like, I, I like this as, like, this is a really good ramp target deck like you know emergent ultimatum and Aaron's epiphany you're casting just giant seven mana spells and i think it's good that there is the range like we're going from like one drop hasty red creatures to giant you know take extra turn sorceries so standards kind of got it, it all at the minute I if think. you look at hall monitor <laughs> right mm-hmm, as a mm-hmm. card and then you look at some of the cards in the emergent ultimatum deck yeah you know you go, yeah. Like the fact that they both exist in the same top eight uh, is, is great. Uh, yeah, I agree it really 100%. is. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So we spent a lot of time there talking about standard. We did um, actually. So more, we, more I guess I we, we would. you know, need to. Do we need to spend as much time talking about historic? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, sure. it's going to be let, really let, diverse. Let me, and let me run through the list of of um colors that are in um yeah in yeah please historic. please there is there there, are, there is blue okay there, there is red mm-hmm. and there's like a tiny bit of white what about the that's, second deck list no that's that's a, that's yeah the historic format <laughs> yeah let, let me read it out so jeskai turns jeskai turns is it phoenix jeskai turns jeskai turns jeskai turns is it phoenix jeskai turns so I don't know if you're aware of some of the cards that they printed recently, Chewy. In fact, I know I, I, I know that you're aware because you and I spent a lot of time talking about the fact that, wow, they really put Brainstorm in this format. There are 31 copies of Brainstorm in the top eight. Seth Manfield decided he only needed three for some reason with it's his Just Guy Control deck. Matt Sperling for Brainstorm. Uh, Sam Party for Brainstorm. Yeah. Logan Nettles for Brainstorm. <laughs> you uh, keep going down the list, man. They've all got four. Four except Brainstorm. For except, like, yeah. So, uh, healthy. That, that card's good. Yeah. Brain, Brainstorm's a good magic card. Like, there's no- And- You know, I've enjoyed casting Brainstorm over the years. I love but, it. like, that, that's scary to me. Yeah. Also, the other cards that saw a lot of play, obviously, Time Warp, as we talked about. Hey, uh, five mana take an extra turn. Still- pretty great particularly if you get to cast it off your velamacus law hold for no mana yeah even music's mastery um mm-hmm. type stuff as well rebuying it yeah yeah it's a uh this well it's it's no longer a deck because it doesn't, time doesn't seem exciting <laughs> so well kind of like i mean this this deck actually seems like just a bunch of fun to me but that's just my kind of style of play right uh, i can see this being fun until the novelty wore off yes, uh, both playing it and against it uh yep. the spiky people uh don't really care about that they're just racking up wins and that's all they want to do but if you're playing the game for the enjoyment uh i could see this deck losing its luster yep. but there's been a banning so yeah let's uh there, there has the, and, so brainstorm and- because it it was every copy is that what's happened no no, no. And no. also not, not Memory Lapse, which was in uh, a, a lot of the decks as well. Yeah. Uh, nope, nope. As I said, it was um, it was the old Time Warp. Shorty is very sad. Shorty uh, is actually very sad. Yeah. Yep. So, Time Warp, uh, three and two blue sorcery target player takes an extra turn after this one. And you can just chain them together. So... Like Valamakis mm-hmm. does some stuff and Mizzix Mastery does some stuff and does some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Val- Valamakis kills your opponent while you uh just keep taking extra turns. Yeah. So yeah. uh Yeah. Look I mean the- like brain- brainstorm put, you know, time warp back on top of your deck, attack with Villamarcus, take an extra turn seems. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That yeah, feels good, man. Yeah. That's that's some legacy style kind of nonsense right it, there. It, it really is. And it's it's uninteractive and your opponent has to just sit there miserable while you kill them. And they have banned cards for that reason, you know, in the past. And what, like this one? <laughs> like what, sorry? 
like this one that they just did. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. like I'm saying there's yeah, precedent exactly. for this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the not just power level but also play experience is definitely a consideration. And I think it's a good consideration to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Time Warp gone from Historic, which, you know, kind of renders this top eight as a sort of a metagame shake-up kind of null and void. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could put in the um, Alrons of Phineas, but it's just not the same. Like, the difference no, well, between the fact five you can't cast it. No, it's it's the fact you can't cast, cast it, it for free. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's, exactly. That's the big so, downside there. Yeah, so this deck's kind of just it had its moment, and it was too good, and it's gone. So, uh, yeah. so... Do you think they hit the right card? Or like, let's let's have a look at like okay, so the all the Jeskai turns decks fine. Let's just ignore them for the moment because their turns card has gone. So let's look at is it Phoenix? So I'm looking at the David Ingalls list. So again, this deck seems just. I mean, in case you don't know, if you've listened to the podcast before, I'm I'm a big fan of is it. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the podcast before, I'm a big fan of is it. So this one's got Storm Entity, Crackling Drake, Arclight Phoenix, Ben Chickens, man. Yeah, we knew they were coming. We knew they were coming in in historic, and yep, absolutely. Uh, then they gave us faithless looting and brainstorm, <laughs> and unsurprisingly, now we have bin chickens. Yeah. So, is this like this I deck like- is is close to the modern list? It, it it is close, but I mean, it's missing lightning bolt. But you know, you've got you've got opt and brainstorm and shock and mystical dispute and just like. But faithless looting and expressive iteration, uh, and also deck, finale as well. If this deck is is making top eights, I, I this is a good sign for the format. I think because well, I think so too. Yeah, it can sometimes you just get three chickens on turn three, and you're like, how can I lose? And other times, you know, you've really got to work for your wins, and you know, you're playing sprite dragon, right? Or you're casting four mana three two hasty flyers. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know you sometimes your interaction doesn't line up and and things like that so um a deck like this look brainstorm does a lot to fix that right like if you if brainstorm didn't exist in this the, the power of this deck would go down massively um because just, it smooths out those draws and gets rid of the interaction that you don't need um it obviously it's a, a cheap cantrip for your bin chickens Mm-hmm. Um, it finds your answers, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, absolutely, this is, I, this is what, as a, you know, someone who's playing in the metagame or designing uh, the set and how you want to, uh, influence the metagame, this is mm-hmm. what you want to see. Not like crazy taking turns, shenanigans, and what were they thinking? But, um, if, if Phoenix is the top dog, um, I'm cool with it. I, I, so- I think. The format's in a good spot. The the thing to point out here, and I, I mentioned it last time because uh, we were talking about all the graveyard hate, and there is a lot, mm. a lot of graveyard hate that is available in Historic. So, you've now got um, Rest in Crypt. Peace. Rest in Peace. Tormod's Crypt. Soul Guide Lantern. Um, we just got Relic of Progenitus, and we've also got Leyline of the Void. Yeah. So, they are like- Plus, the like, actual- Scavenging Ooze and all those other sort of tier it, two exactly. graveyard. Exactly. Also, removal. if you want to play- um, Cling to dust as well. Yep. Which so, the rogue like, stick is, you know, definitely going to yeah, play. So absolutely. Anything that's playing black will play that. Yep. Uh, so I actually think that in terms of like historic, we have all of the best graveyard hate cards just in magic. I, I can't think of any that are missing here. Uh, nope. Like no. there's just none that spring to mind. And, and the fact that you've got like Tormod's Crypt, um, r- Relic of Progenitus and Soul God Latin, they're all- like zero or one mana colourless. Oh, there's also um did you mention Cage? Grafting's cage? No, there's cage all, as well in the that's format. Also yeah. Historic, yeah, right? Absolutely. So, so yeah. there, there is all of the kind of The answers um, exist top for this tier deck. answers for this deck to be yep. like Phoenix won't remain the best deck. No. Because there are too many ways for you to interact with it in games two and three. Yep. Will it still be very strong? Yes. Can it be hated out of the format? Yes. So, I'm not panicked about this. I mean, is Brainstorm too good? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you've got F- Fable Passage to go with it and some other things where you can do, like, expressive iteration is pretty neat as well, where you can 
it's effectively like, well, it's not effectively, but it's it's another brainstorm-esque kind of card where you can, you know, brainstorm and then get rid of things and cast things. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I like it. It's, um, it's definitely very strong, though. Yeah, it is. It is. And, but, you know, it's a powerful format. And Strong's okay. Yeah, Strong's, Strong's okay. It, and, but it's interactive and, you know, it, you, you have to play magic. You, you can't just, you know, set up your, you know, combination of cards and lock your opponent out of the game. They sit there miserable. Yeah. Even though the game might be over well and truly, your opponent will still feel like they're in it. And, yes. And, and, yeah. that, and that's okay. That's, that's good. So. Yeah, so uh, I guess they'll probably keep an eye. I, I, did, I haven't actually read the announcement. I just saw the announcement, but I, I imagine mm-hmm. they're probably keeping an eye on things like Brainstorm and, uh, you know, we'll watch this space. But That's, yeah. that's exactly what they're saying. Yeah. The addition of these cards is that we're monitoring closely, but um, they're saying different play patterns and things. So yep. um, the other decks, Jeskai Control and Is It Phoenix, give more counterplay, which is exactly what we were just talking about, right? Well, if you have Rather a look than at just Seth's, chaining turns together. Yeah, if, have a look at Seth's um, historic deck. Uh, so, Jeskai Control with Kahira the Orphan Guard as the uh, <laughs> as the companion because you might as well because it's free. freebie. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Teferi, mm-hmm. Narset, Gideon, nice. Expected iteration, Anger of the Gods, Wrath. Shark Typhoon, main deck, rest in peace. Yep. Uh, Memory Lapse, Ether Gust, Brainstorm, only three copies. Lightning Helix, love it. Dovin's Veto, uh, Prismari Command, I think that's really good as well. So just uh, Shark Typhoons, uh, Counter Spells, Sweepers, Planeswalkers. You know, it's a Teferi deck. <laughs> Teferi Lock deck, no. But Seth, yeah, <laughs> what are you doing to me? I you probably went to time a lot the way that Seth plays, and this yeah, deck- he's pretty deliberate. Uh, look, Shark Typhoon will close the games out very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. You know that it, it is. It is very, very and, good. And you can actually, you can actually just get the Gideon Beats on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like a, a three mana threat uh, in other control yeah. matchups in the, in the main deck um, is uh, is pretty good as well. So. Um, you know, this deck doesn't seem problematic to me, though. No. Like the, the the you could easily like he's not playing opt here, no, at all. So no. there are there are cards that he's not playing that are like in, in terms of the brainstorm slot that yeah. are close, but obviously not the same. Not on so, that level, yeah. No, that, like opt to brainstorm is kind of like lightning bolt to shock, but sure. You know, yes, they kill stuff, but one does it much better than the other. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, so who won? Sam Paddy. With Jeskai Turns. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, Magma Opus, Brainstorm, Memory Lapse. Yep. Indomitable Calamity, Time Warp, Mizzix's Mastery. Yep. Velamachus. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad they banned it. Sorry, the, uh, the, the Indomitable Creativity is the uh, red, red, red X, and you get to destroy your dwarven mind dwarves. Yep. Because There's you've got steam vents and mountains. There are four dwarven mines. Yep. And you make a dwarf token, and then you pop your dwarf token, and then it becomes a Velomachus. Yeah. So it's uh, it lets you play a lower number of Velomachus, which yeah. you need for your combo, but you don't want four of a seven mana legend in your deck Yep. Because, yeah, you're just going to end up with too many. So, for, uh, yeah, Indomitable Creativity, uh, Dwarven Mind just does a better job of that. Mm-hmm. So, yep, I like it. And and you can keep putting your Villamachus back on top. <laughs> or you can memory, you can, um, what was it? Mm, expressive iteration it to the bottom. Yeah. Love yep. it. So, yeah, it's, it um, do, look, do it's, some things. it's tricky, you know. Like, I saw <laughs> someone saying that... Um, I think it was actually Seth that, like, you used to be able to, you know, take the results from a big tournament and then go, you know, like, buy all the cards and, and play the decks and things. And he's like, but those days are gone and so are the wild cards along with it. And yeah. Like, yeah. Because if you look at the um, – I mean, we've, we've talked about this before with the whole um, economy yep. on Arena. And if you've, you know, invested in Jeskai Turns, there are a lot of mythics. Yep. A lot of mythics in that deck. Uh, 
apart from the fact that you've just, you know, you're going to get your four time warps back. But, like, is music mastery always going to be a thing? Maybe. Maybe. Indomitable creativity, Indomitable probably creativity, not maybe. going to be a thing. Maybe, again. Like, there's there's always some ways to- Like, polymorph is a, is a powerful effect. So, like, maybe the rest of this shell is good enough, but, yeah. Maybe uh, it becomes I guess like a Luka deck they, or something, yeah. I guess it's good that they acted really quickly. Yeah, just got it done and, yeah, stopped yep. too many people in over-investing. And you do get them back if you have spent it, but- you, you, Yeah, but you only get the four for your- but no, yeah, you don't get the whole rest of the deck that you've uh, invested in. That's right. So, yeah, it's uh, really interesting. So, yeah, and we'll just see if they, uh, you know, ban anything else in the future. I'm not sure when the next big historic event is, but, you know, they will be looking at the numbers of, you know, the top mythic decks and, and such with uh, yep. with Brainstorm and friends. So, yeah. So, okay. yeah, that's the, that's the event. I'm looking forward to watching the standard portion. Of the, uh, <laughs> of uh, the- I, I, I'll probably go watch some more of the historic stuff because, like, it doesn't feel like standard anymore. You know, like for a long time there, it was just like standard plus, and yeah. now it's just not even close to standard plus anymore. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I like the fact that it actually feels like you're watching two different things, not just oh Stand- hey, there's that card from a year ago that I really hated. Yeah, it's a fairy, you big jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, hang on. Uh- there's also the small jerk one as well. Yeah, uh, he's gone yeah, though. Get yeah, out of here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, so uh, I guess the last thing we were going to have a quick chat about, and there's not a lot of information, but uh, today- It's exciting though. It's exciting. It is. We got an announcement of an announcement, as wizards like to do, with the next secret lair. What is this next secret lair we've got coming up then? Uh, it is Stranger Things, the, uh, you know, very, very popular show on Netflix. And if you haven't seen it, can recommend. Uh, so it's a show set in the eighties and there's a bunch of, you know, the, the nerd kids that play Dungeons and Dragons in the, in the basement. And then like some strange things things happen happen to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've watched, you know, all of the available seasons. I really enjoy the show. Have you watched it? I saw the first two. Okay. Yeah. I think there's only two seasons. Is there? Yeah. Wasn't there a third one? Uh, maybe they've all morphed into one in my mind. Mm. But yeah. Uh, so, like, we don't have any inf- information really. Like, so it, it, it's coming. It's going to be cool. Uh, there's a couple of, couple of things with it that came with the announcement in that, Six months after they uh, release the set, they will re- be releasing functionally identical cards, but with different names that are not tied to the to the Stranger Things IP. So, yep. so if there's you know an an eleven creature or planeswalker that you know is able to you know do the things that eleven does, they will print. A different character uh, with the same ability later on. So, I I don't. That's cool. I think that's a good move. Yeah, I like it. It means you can play two of that effect in your commander deck, right? Uh, They have different names. There'll be a ruling commander about that. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Like surely, because otherwise it is depending on how powerful they are. Yeah. I didn't see in the announcement. Well, sorry, I saw in the announcement that they are not going to go into the back catalogue for this stuff. So you can't get a functionally identical, you know, Rick from Walking Dead or, or something like that. Like they're not going yep. to do that. It'll just be something moving forward. Uh, I think it's cool. So having watched the show, knowing the characters, mm-hmm. any guesses, any uh, any speculation, prophecies on what you might think some well, of the we'll- cards could be? We were chatting. I mean, there's, there's a, obviously there's art there for Eleven, who is yep. you know one of the the, the primary characters. Uh, so I mean, she'll definitely be a card. We were talking about the fact that uh, the D and D features heavily in in the the story and the setting. You know, that's kind of where all the guys hang out together. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see if there's something kind of themed around that. I really liked your idea of the um, 
the vehicle. Yeah, I, there, there's got to be a BMX vehicle, right? That gives gives a creature haste or skulk or something. Um, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, to have a to have a BMX as either an equipment or a vehicle would be very very cool. Uh, I'm expecting to see you know a demon creature in the demigorgon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I'd love to see some references to the upside down. I was going to say reverse the turn order or something like that, but that's a very commander specific kind of thing. But maybe it's who knows. Maybe it's a card that makes us play another game under the table, like that unset <laughs> or something. I don't know. But Shatarazad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I, uh, I there's some design space here, you know, designed by the you know, sorry, created by the show uh, that I think could be really cool. Uh, the announcement's got the uh, the alphabet on the wall with the the lights. The lights, yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if they could bring in something uh, to incorporate that because that was kind of an iconic thing from season one. You know, we might see something to do with the the Hawkins Laboratory, the uh, the town sheriff with a you know a uh, yeah a great I think character. so. so like spoiler alert, he will probably have some ability where he sacrifices himself to, you know, make something indestructible or something. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I'm looking forward to this. This is one of the secret layers that has piqued my interest more than some of the others, definitely. So it, it feels closer to home. Yeah. As yeah. far as like the Walking, I guess the Walking Dead's got the zombie thing going for it, but like some of the other ones have just been a little bit. Like Warhammer 40,000. The, the, the metal yeah. one. Like, I liked some of the art on the metal ones, but I never quite got the reasoning behind that. Yeah. Whereas this one, you just kind of go, well, yeah, that kind of makes sense, right? Like, it's a it's a whole fantasy, you know, monster sort of themed thing that just kind of fits in with the D&D sub-theme, which is obviously, you know, all Watsy as well. So, yeah, yeah and cool. Looking forward to it. obviously some strategy there. We've got the D&D set coming out. This is, you know, close to that. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I wonder if they're going to get some of the cast to help with the uh, promotion of the set. That would also be cool. So that'd be awesome if they were yeah, previewing their own cards. Maybe they'll. Maybe the next season they're going to play some magic instead of. Uh, no, they wouldn't. Magic's not. Out They'd yet. have to time shift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a fair way forward to do that though. Yeah, yeah. From the eighties to the nineties. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, it's. Um, I think that'll be a uh, yeah, an interesting one to watch anyway. So yeah, yeah for sure. Yep. Cool. I think that's everything. We've gone on like we always do when it's, well, like we always do. <laughs> you worried about not going to time and then I'm I, like, no, I was never I'm, he- I'm here, mate. That. I'm here. We're, we're, we're ne- covered. We're never yeah. worried about that. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about all the normal things we do when we wrap up the show. So thank you again to our awesome sponsors, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Uh, they help us out immensely. If you'd like to... Help us directly. We have merch available. You can find that in our merch store. Uh, you can go buy some sweet play mats and Chewy needs to buy a new mug. I do mind. Uh, I've got my six-year-old to help me unpack the dishwasher and it ended in disaster. Mm, that's unfortunate. That's pretty sad. Um, the other couple of things, we have a Discord. We, we usually talk about that a fair bit, but that's where we hang out all the time. Um, please come and join us. There's a bunch of awesome people talking about all of the magic formats that you can imagine, like actually just all of them, uh, including some that I didn't even realize existed. So that's always cool. <laughs> what is uh, what, what even is Gladiator? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, is it Goliath or, yeah, no, Gladiator is the one. Yeah, so come and hang out there. Otherwise, you can find us on all the usual places in all the social media sites. We are Magic Beans Cast, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. We stream occasionally. We need, we've all been super busy with work and the lockdown and stuff actually just makes things kind of tricky, but I know we're all keen to get back onto that again. There's a big stream coming up uh, there in is. about a week and a half, uh, mm-hmm. which will be the finals of our Strixhaven League. Uh, so that will be a, uh, a big deal. So hang on for uh, more announcements with that, but we'll have our top eight, which I believe is all but locked in now. Th- yeah, we've uh, got one match left. One so match left, I've- yep started getting some of the details from from our competitors and it's great because we've got a couple of um regular names in there and we've also got some people who have been a part of the beans community for a while and this is their first like top finish so they're, they're really excited and i i am too like it's gonna be awesome to be able to 
you know, commentate on some matches for yeah. these people so who we'll hopefully we've interacted have, with. We'll hopefully have some deck lists to talk about on next week's cast as well. Definitely. Uh, in the lead up to that. And as always, we'll be doing a whole bunch of giveaways and things on the stream. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, all thanks to Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. I've got an unopened box of Strixhaven sitting on my shelf behind me that I got from Pat. And we need to give that away. It's just sitting there on the shelf. Like <sighs> That's that's bad. It's not- <laughs> that's, that's, that must be so hard. So hard. <laughs> so very, very hard. Actually, hang on. Wasn't there a box and a half? What happened oh, no, to the that's other half? Not, yeah, the half's still there as well. It's uh, it? still yeah. there, yeah. So Slowly dwindling to a third. No, no, it's all still there, all still intact. Uh, Pat counted them. But, yeah, so we'll give those away on that stream. So you can uh, jump onto our Twitch channel next Saturday and, and find that out or join our Discord and uh, be part of the announcements and, and such there as well. And that's where you can join in our future leagues because the uh, the next set will come out not so long after the finals. And yeah, the we'll D&D be, set. Yeah, and we'll be back into it. So uh, jump in there now so you don't miss out on that free-to-enter league with... 500 bucks worth of cash and prizes. So, love it. Pretty solid. Uh, if you want to contact me directly on Twitter, you can do so. I am at Joel Hill underscore and Chewy, you are? I am at Chewy MTG. Stay safe, everybody. We hope you have an excellent week and we will see you all soon.